what resources do I have and how much money do I need to survive? So it doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to utilize all of this. It's just getting really, really clear on how can I get resourceful and what do I have available? What's up, babe? Welcome to Boldly Courageous, a podcast created for you, the ambitious woman who is ready to take action and step fully into the life you've always dreamed of. I'm your host, Melissa Martin, and each week I will be your virtual wingwoman as you gain the tools and confidence to face your fears head on. The time is now, and this is your permission slip to live your boldly courageous life. Are you ready, babe? Let's do this. Hello, welcome back to Boldly Courageous. I'm so excited you're here and I can't wait to have this conversation with you today all around fear and money and empowerment and all the financial things because I feel like right now we're living in a very challenging time. Obviously, we're in the middle of COVID-19 and you know, people are starting to feel the feels when it comes to money. And I know what it's like to feel like out of control and uncertain. I've lived through layoffs. I've lived through, you know, restructuring and having my income stripped away from me multiple times. And there are a few things that have helped me to navigate through these really uncertain times when it comes to my finances. So I wanted to share with you today, three things that you can do to really feel more empowered around your money right now in the midst of this pandemic. Or if you ever come across a time in your life where money becomes more uncertain, whether it's a layoff or a restructuring, any of those things. So what happens in the very beginning of this is we shift into fear, right? We lose our job or business shuts down or we lose a client or something happens that is completely out of our control that affects our income. And we shift immediately into the worst case scenario. And the crazy thing about our brain is that once we anchor into a belief, we start to look for the proof that that belief actually exists. So if we're living in the worst case scenario, what ends up happening is all we see is what we don't have, right? I don't have income. I don't have job security. I don't know what my next step is. And we start to stay in this spiral of, you know, the, the like monsters under the bed. (laughs) So we focus on what we do not have versus what we do have. And it's really important that when we get into this sort of space, before we even go to sit down and look at our finances, because I'll back up and just say this. I know for me that this is what I used to do. Something would happen. I would get bad news, whether it was I lost my job or my company was restructuring or you know, a client was going to cancel. I would panic because my first thought is, oh my God, it's going to affect my money, right? And then I would immediately go and be like, okay, well, I got to look at all my money. And I'm already in this like fear energy. Then I go and sit down and I actually look at my money. And that's like the worst energetic that you want to be in because you're already thinking about the worst case scenario, right? So before you even go to look at all your money, before you even go to figure out what is my runway? What is my cash flow? Like, how am I going to navigate through this? It's super important to step one, tap into an abundant frequency first. So the vibration that you put out 
when you are actually looking at your money matters. And I know this from my own personal experience. If I'm already in an energy where I feel super disempowered and I'm looking through the lens of fear and what's possible from a worst case scenario versus looking at a lens through, okay, well, how can this work for me? And what's possible from a best case scenario, then it's not going to be a joyful experience. And I'm going to continue down the spiral and magnify and increase this negative energy, right? And maybe some of you have experienced this before. So we want to tap into an abundant frequency first. So how do we do this? For me, the fastest and easiest way to do it is my breath. Number one, I get out of my head, literally whatever the thoughts are that are running rampant, you know, going down that spiral and come back to my breath. So I put my hand on my heart, I close my eyes and I just focus on taking a few really deep grounding breaths. So I imagine pulling, literally pulling oxygen from the soles of my feet all the way up to the crown of my head. And then when I exhale, like letting it all out, like pulling in what serves me and sending out what doesn't. From there, I move into gratitude and I start to send gratitude for the breath, send gratitude for my body, send gratitude for my family, and really get into that energy of feeling so thankful for what I do have as opposed to what I don't have, right? So I'm getting into the energy of abundance that way because I'm focusing on abundance versus lack. And the third thing that I love to do is movement. So it might be dancing, it might be going for a walk, it might be working out. Like energy is the thing that likes to move, right? So if it's fear or anxiety, we are naturally energetic beings and we have energy in motion, right? So it's super important that if you're feeling this frustration or this panic or this fear, that you find a way to actually move the energy. This will just help you to actually create a physical shift in the energetic state that you are in and just increase the uh, abundant vibration that you are literally vibrating at. And then the fourth piece is um, bringing awareness and taking an inventory of how abundant you really are in this exact moment. So I put my hand on my heart. I take a couple of deep breaths. I say some gratitude. I do some movement and then I start to take inventory of what's around me. I look at my car. I look at my house. I look at my family and friends. I can go on social media and see how big my network is. I look at my cell phone, my laptop. I have Wi-Fi. I have a TV. I'm healthy, right? So it's so easy. Again, when we get unexpected news or we're thinking about money or we're sitting in fear or we're in a pandemic and we're stuck in the house to spiral into all the things that we do not have. And when we can really shift our perspective and look around at the things that we do have, we really begin to shift and raise our vibration. So from here, we want to anchor in a new belief, right? So this is all kind of like the first step is get tapping into this abundant frequency and anchoring in a new belief. So the new belief might just be, I am abundantly supported. The new belief might be, this isn't happening to me, it's happening for me. Um, You know, my belief for a long time has been when I align with my gifts and I use them to serve the world, the universe delivers to me limitless abundance. So that helps me to get into a true energetic state of service and 
give and receive. Okay. So from this energetic state, part two is now you want to get into the energetics of resourcefulness. So you're already feeling good. You're feeling abundant. You're like, okay, I'm supported no matter what, like I'm breathing, I'm healthy, I'm abundant, I'm grateful. We've moved a little bit of the energy. Now we want to get into an energetic of resourcefulness. And when I say resourcefulness, I truly mean what are the different ways that I can generate money and abundance into my life? So money and abundance aren't always mutually exclusive. So abundance can come in a lot of different ways. It can come from partnerships. It can come from um, other people supporting you. It can come from resources. It can come from money. It can come from um, stuff that you have around your house that you want to sell, to be honest. So I start to think first, what are my gifts? What are some talents that I have right now that I could use to serve other people? So maybe you are really, really great at uh, landscaping, right? So do you have people in your life that need a landscaper right now? Are there local job boards in your community that you can pop onto? Um, because people are home right now and they want to do a lot of home projects. I know for myself and my friend that I live with, we've been doing a lot of stuff around the house and like so many different people we've been able to bless with abundance because we are looking for people to help us. And so those people are really tapping into their gifts. So maybe you are an incredible copywriter and you can pop into an online community. You can go on to Upwork or Fiverr and um, offer your copywriting services to businesses that are currently thriving right now. So what are your, what are your gifts and what can I create and how can I serve? So these kind of go to, and they, they go hand in hand, right? What are my gifts and how can I use those gifts to create and serve in order to receive abundance? Who can I support? What can I sell? What can I make space for? So I love the concept of making space, something the whole year of 2019, I spent pretty much from May until October going through my entire home. I had a storage locker full of stuff and literally going box by box, room by room, and truly, truly releasing things that just didn't feel spacious for me. I was craving more space because here's what happens. When you have stagnant energy that's hanging around, let's just use your closet as an example, right? How many of us have a closet full of things that we haven't worn in years, right? that is stagnant energy that's just sitting there and it's actually blocking the flow of new fresh abundance coming in right so everything is cyclical seasons are cyclical our bodies are cyclical energy likes to flow through the path of least resistance so in a time like this where can you create more space in your home environment in your life right now what do you have that you can surrender let go and sell in order to make space for the new things that you want to call in. It could be more money that you want to call in. It could be new opportunities to partner with people. It could be a new home that you're calling in, right? So I had so much fun blessing and releasing all the things that didn't serve me anymore and throwing stuff up on Facebook Marketplace is literally like the coolest, most fun game because I would take pictures of like candle holders that I had and dish towels and just random stuff, throw it up on Facebook marketplace 
And like two hours later, I'd have six messages. Is it still available? Are you still selling it? Will you take 20 bucks for it? And I was like, yes, please. And by the end of the day, I'd have a hundred bucks, 150 bucks of stuck energy that was just sitting in my house. I was able to bless and release and receive. So where can you, what can you sell right now? And how can you create more space in your life? What loops can I close? Now, this is so freaking important, guys. I cannot stress this enough. So when you are getting into this energetic state of abundance and resourcefulness, one of the things that keeps us from really being productive and staying in a busy energy and feeling burnt out and feeling tired are these open loops. So open loops would be like things that you need to do, but you haven't yet that are running literally in the back of your mind or every time you walk past the guest room, you see a pile of clothes that you need to donate, or you see pictures that need to be hung up, or there's a pile of mail that needs to be organized, right? These open loops literally run 24-7 in the subconscious of part of our brain, and they drain energy from us. And when we're tired and we're not energetic, we actually don't feel as abundant or resourceful to actually then go and create the things that are going to generate income for us. So Um, Think of it as having like 30 different tabs open on your laptop, right? Your battery is going to drain really fast and your operating system is going to run really slow. So what are some of the loops right now that you can close to create more energy for yourself so that you actually have more creative downloads and an opportunity to serve and therefore make more money? What resources do I have available? Now, this is actual cash resources. Do I have debt available to me that I can use right now? Do I have a savings account that I could tap into? Do I have a retirement account that I could leverage? Who owes me money? Do I have people that actually owe me money right now? Or do I have like accounts that have been set aside for me later on in life? Do I have a trust account that my family has set up? Is there a life insurance policy that I can cash in on? Or do I have a friend that I know could support me if I really needed money, right? So remember, this isn't, a, this isn't about you needing it right now, but this is really about you're sitting in a worst case scenario. It's COVID-19. You've just lost your job and you're getting ready to figure out where do I, like what resources do I have and how much money do I need to survive? So it doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to utilize all of this. It's just getting really, really clear on what are like, what, how can I get resourceful and what do I have available? Right. So another opportunity to lean into when it comes to getting into an energy of resourcefulness in your business is where can I pivot? Right. So I, um, myself and my business partner, Sandy, we coach, um, in a mastermind called fast foundations with our business coach, uh, Chris Harder. We are accountability coaches for this group. And 95% of the people in that group are online entrepreneurs. And every single one of them has had to pivot because of this pandemic. And it's been so amazing to see them adapt quickly to the demands of the marketplace and say, okay, I can't do X in my business right now, but if I were to get creative and tap into this resource and offer this thing and go in this direction, then I could do this, this, and this. And they're actually generating so much money right now. It's amazing to see. So what are the opportunities right now for you to pivot and serve your existing clients or a whole new demographic of clients in a whole new way? 
And this is a big one. This is the last one in this, in this um, section is where have I been closed off to receive? So I can't tell you how important it is for you to have awareness around receiving. And I don't just mean money, right? But let's use money as an example. How many times have you gotten out of your car, walked into the grocery store or anywhere and have seen a penny or a nickel on the ground and just walked right past it and didn't even acknowledge the fact that there's a penny, like a literal physical manifestation of abundance right in front of you and you choose not to receive it. If you are not able to spot and celebrate and receive abundance at that small of a level, then it will be even more challenging for you to attract abundance at a bigger level. Can you get just as excited about a penny as you do about a hundred dollar bill? And that is truly the energetics of abundance, right? When you start to tap into that resourcefulness and you tap into that level of being open to receive, you will be blown away by the ways in which the universe starts to support you. You pick that penny up off the ground and you say, thank you. I received this abundance. May I have more? And then what happens is you walk into the grocery store and somebody offers to uh, bag your groceries for you and you say, thank you. And then they offer to bring them out to your car for you and you say, thank you. And then you go to Starbucks and the person in front of you pays for your latte right? And it's just, I'm abundant. I'm abundant. I'm abundant. And I'm so open to receive. So where have you been closed off to receive abundance, maybe from a financial perspective, but also in other ways, right? Because again, money isn't the only form of abundance. So maybe in your personal relationship, your partner has been offering to help you with something. Hey, you know, babe, how can I help you today with the kids? Or can I do that for you? Or do you want me to stop and do this? And we say, no, no, I'm good. I've got it. And and we have this idea that we're being a burden or that we don't need the help and we can do it on our own. And it's really not about needing, like, do you need it? No, you could probably do it on your own, but are you open to receiving it? And how can you be in the energetic of receiving support and saying, yes, thank you. So these are really, really powerful ways that you can shift into an energetic state of being resourceful and being open to receive. So now that you have tapped into an abundant frequency, right? You've done your breath work. You've said gratitudes. You've done some movement. um, You've created a lot more awareness and inventory about the ways that you're abundant. You've anchored in a new belief and you've now shifted into an energetic state of resourcefulness. What gifts do I have? How can I share them? What loops can I close? What resources do I have? And how can I be open to receive? Now, this is the place that you want to sit down and make a plan with your money and reconfigure how you can take the money and the abundance and the resources that you have and invest them in a way that now feels more in alignment with the current environment that we are in and the goals and the values that you've set for yourself. So from here, you want to set an actual date on the calendar, like block it off like you would if you were having a date with a best friend or a romantic partner or a business meeting. And you want to get 
organized with your finances. So you want to have a notepad and a pen. You want to have all your logins, all of your, you know, bank statements and everything needs to be organized and clear right in front of you. And you want to make sure that you anchor back into the new belief, the new mantra that you just set, because what might come up is you, as you sit down and actually look at your money, it's not uncommon that we slip back into fear. And having that belief system and getting into the energetics of abundance and being really resourceful and feeling empowered will serve you so much when it actually comes down to you sitting down and looking at your money. So there's a couple of things that will really help to make this date with your money feel successful. One is make sure that you will be uninterrupted. Set aside as much time as you think you need, maybe an hour, maybe two, and make sure that it's uninterrupted. You can put your phone on do not disturb. You know, Make sure on your laptop, you don't have notifications set for social media. You don't have your email up. So you can really be present as if you were on an actual date and you were with someone that you really, really cared about and you wanted to give them your full attention. That is the type of energy that you want to be in when you are actually sitting down with your money, because this is a true co-creative relationship and you will get what you give. So make sure that your space is clear and put yourself in a really good mood. Like maybe you put on some good music, maybe you light a candle, maybe you pour your favorite beverage. I don't know. Like what is it that's going to make it fun? Maybe you go into a different space in your house that feels more luxurious so I'll share a quick um, story. The other day I was sitting in meditation and I was journaling around money dates, this exact thing, and trying to figure out like, if I'm going to do a money date for me, it would be once a month. What would make it feel so amazing? Like I was actually on a real date. And this idea came forward for me. I'm like, you know, I think I would want to go to like a really beautiful hotel. Like I value experiences, like luxurious experiences more than I value items. So if I was going to sit down and really like co-create with my money, I would want to do it at like a five-star hotel, maybe sitting in the lobby, ordering a glass of champagne and literally celebrating all of the things that we co-created together and looking at our areas of opportunity to co-create on a deeper level the next month. So notice the languaging that I'm saying, not mistakes, not, you know, fear or debt, or, you know, we didn't hit our mark or whatever. It's really an area of opportunity to shift and pivot and readjust the plan, right? So that feels really, really good to me. So what feels really good to you when it comes to sitting down and actually looking at your money and then, um, journaling. So this is a big one too. Anytime I'm sitting down with my money and I feel my energy shift, if I feel myself move out of abundance and into fear, or I, I hear like thoughts in my head creeping in, or I feel tension in my body. I have a journal handy and I start journaling out what it is that I'm feeling so that I can look at it right then and there and address it before I move on to the next task when it comes to my money. It's like having a conversation with a loved one and not actually addressing the elephant in the room and just trying to sweep it under the rug nothing ever actually gets solved. And this is how we create a really deep and loving, connected and conscious relationship with money. Okay. So set your money date, get organized, come back to your beliefs, um, have your journal handy, and then get clear on your numbers. Get super, super clear on 
your number. So what is my actual runway? What is my overhead, right? So for me, I'll tell you how I do my quote unquote, it's called a burn rate. Like how fast am I going to burn through the resources that I have? And I like to categorize my expenses, especially right now in COVID in three different categories. So one category is what are my business expenses? So these are um, you know, expenses that go out every single month in order for me to run my business and actually generate income. So my personal assistant, my podcasting, web hosting, all that stuff. These are non-negotiables for me because these are the things that will literally generate more revenue for me. Then what are my personal expenses? So things like gas money, groceries, um, right? Right now that's pretty much it. There's not a whole lot of other personal expenses, but it might be things like, uh, medical expenses, um, car insurance, my car payment. Actually, I would probably put that in a different category. I'll talk about that in a second. Um, that would go into a debt category. So, um, eating out fun money, you know, traveling, shopping, things like that. Some of these expenses are ones that you can really look at and say, okay, does this match my value system right now? Are there some things here that can be adjusted? And then the, the third category is I look at all of my debt payments. So my car payment, credit cards, student loans. Um, you know, if you have a mortgage or I would even put rent in that category, you could put it in your monthly overhead if you wanted to. So looking at the lay of the land, I know in each category, every single month, exactly how much I am responsible for in every one of those categories. And then I start to look at what's non-essential. So do I need, well, right now that this might not be uh, relevant, example, but do I need to be investing 50 bucks a month in my gym membership? Can I put that on hold right now? My gym membership is on hold because the gym's closed, right? Um, Netflix, is that a necessary expense right now? Can I put that on hold? So I start going through and looking at where am I leaking money? What are some expenses that don't currently fall in line with how I want to invest my money right now and co-create and what are my values and where do I want to be in the next three to five months, right? With my life and my business. And then, especially in this current environment, what resources do I have available for deferment? So for example, if I were to call my car company and I could push my car payment out three months right now, and I just tack those three months on the end of my car payment, how much extra runway does that give me right now in terms of my overhead expenses? Same thing with my credit card companies. Can I contact them and say, hey, I'm going to continue to make payments However, I'm requesting that you stop the interest. Um, student loans, can I defer them right now? So what flexibility, what wiggle room do I have? And then figure out what's my run rate. How many months can I still operate at this level until I have no more resources available? I've burned through my savings and I don't make another dime between now and then, right? So you're getting super duper clear on what the actual numbers are. And I would be really, really surprised if the numbers were worse than you actually thought. Most times they end up being a lot better because again, to go back to my earlier point, we operate nine times out of 10 from the worst case scenario and living in a place of fear. And that actually keeps us from even looking at any of this stuff and then operating in anxiety and panic when all we had to do was just pull back the covers and see that there isn't actually a monster under the bed, <laughs> right? And this can actually put us into an energetic state of feeling a lot more empowered about our situation and then getting into an energy of creativity of, okay, what can I create from here? 
So I hope this helps guys. I just want to let you know, I'm sending you so much love. I understand that money is a sensitive subject for a lot of people and it can bring up a lot of old wounds and it can feel super triggering and it comes back to a core need to feel safe. And I, I get all of that. And, um, a lot of this is what I've done right now through COVID. I've looked at ways that I can get resourceful with my money. What's my runway? What do I have available so that I know that I have a plan no matter what I feel empowered to make decisions from a place of what's possible versus fear and worst case scenario. So I'm sending you guys so much love. If this episode was helpful, please share it with somebody who needs to hear it. Thank you so much for the support and don't forget to live your boldly courageous life. Bye guys. Thank you so much for living your boldly courageous life with me today. I am beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together. It is truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to fully step into the life they've always dreamed of. I would be incredibly grateful if you would join me in this mission by sharing this episode with your friends and heading over to iTunes and leaving me a five-star review. And until the next episode, remember to live your boldly courageous life.